We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome, Notre Dame fans, to another edition of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. This is a special edition live uh, Irish Breakdown Podcast because there has been a commitment uh, to the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Uh, Class of 2022, Amarion Walker uh, from Ponchatoula, Louisiana. I don't know Mm -hmm. if I said that right. Hopefully I did. Um, But he's a wide receiver, uh, consensus three-star wide receiver, Brian. He has committed to Notre Dame, and so let's start talking about him. Uh, give us a little bit of background on uh, Mr. Walker and uh, his commitment to the Irish. So uh, Maureen Walker, as you talked about, is from Ponchatoula, Louisiana, 2022 player, uh, ranked as a consensus three-star recruit, which, I mean, you know my stance on that, Vince. I don't really care what right. people rank him as. Uh, just I'm just it giving out there. data. Yep. Uh, there are some three-star recruits that are three-star recruits and some that are not. So we'll talk about the tape and what the tape shows here in a minute. Uh, but he's ranked as the number 859 player in the country, according to 247 Sports Composite List. And he's the number 115 wide receiver. His offer lists, the most impressive offers that he had were really Florida State uh, was, a, was a good offer. The rest were Georgia Tech, Arkansas, Kansas, Kansas State, Memphis, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Washington State, and West Virginia were the Power 5 schools to recruit him. Obviously, you're going to see no Clemson, no LSU, no Oklahoma, no Alabama, no Auburn, no Florida, no Georgia on there, no Ohio State on there. So uh, no Texas on there. So that that's something to consider and something that we'll we'll discuss here in a little bit. But uh, six foot three, listed it up between 170 to 180 pounds. 
uh, really long player, which we'll get into. And he plays for the bootleggers, uh, seven on seven team down in Louisiana, which is a pretty decent seven on seven team that travels a lot. So uh, he's a young man that is getting challenged and is developing his game. Uh, but that's a little bit of the background on him. Notre Dame has been recruiting him for a little bit. Uh, I'm a little surprised, to be honest, that they took his commitment this early. I think it's you know, we'll dive into what this kind of means for the for the position group later. But I didn't feel this was a, a year where Notre Dame needed to take numbers at wide receiver. I thought they could have got away with two. And when you're when you're focusing more on numbers, yeah, you you, you want to focus on more high upside <clears throat> players, in my opinion. That and I don't know if 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 Amorian Walker fits that bill. So, but we'll, we'll dive into that. But that's a little bit of the background of Amorian Walker. Uh, he is the ninth player to commit to Notre Dame in this class. He's the first wide receiver to commit. Just the third offensive skill player. If you if you're one like me that considers quarterback skill players, I may be biased there. I, uh, I don't along see with why, um, why would they Steve players why and uh, Jadarian Price, the running back from Texas. So <clears throat> uh, ninth overall commitment, sixth offensive commitment, and the first wide receiver to commit. So that is a little bit of the profile for Amorian Walker as we get ready to dive into what we see from him on film. Yeah, so let, let's dive into the film uh, a little bit, Brian. And the first clip. All right, let, give me your give me your thoughts on him on on film, and then we'll we'll watch a little bit probably as you talk. Um, but I want to get your opinion because I've watched this film as well. Uh, I'm curious as to what your thoughts are. You know, look, he's a solid football player. I, I, I mean that that's the thing is is what we have to what we have to dispense of is is there's this notion of is a, this is some huddle film by the way, and we'll just kind of let this run as we talk. Look, every kid is going to have good film, right? Every kid's going to look good in high school. Uh, you know, somebody made a point on Twitter that, well, this kid doesn't return this kickoff 100 yards if he's if he doesn't have speed. And I'm like, I recruited Division three players that recruit return touchdowns. Uh, that's not really the standard. It's do you look at the talent and does it project well to a place like Notre Dame? And there are some things that I see from Memorian Walker that I like that project well. And so let's start off with those. The first one is this kid is long. I mean, this is a really long kid and he's got long arms. He's got really fast hands, Vince. And that's the thing I like is if you're going to be on the slower side and he is on the slower side, you have to have some sort of traits that can allow you to still be effective when you don't have separation. Sure. And if you watch that clip right there as an example, and this is something that I like uh, when you look at him, you know, not a real fast guy, but watch how quickly he snatches that ball out of the air. Right. Now, what you'll see from a lot of receivers is they kind of like, they guide their hands of the ball. They'll, they'll hold their hands out and kind of wait for it. These are the kind of hands you show when you're a confident pass catcher. And when you have very fast hands, he just snatches it out and then he runs. When you see film, he tracks the deep ball really well. What that means is a lot of guys, when they turn and find the football, they they can't stay on their track. A lot of guys will slow down. And so one of my main coaching points to freshmen when I was a coach was accelerate through the look back. Because what tends to happen is when a guy looks back for the ball, he's going to slow down. Every time, yep. And so when you tell him to accelerate <clears throat> through the look back, he's not actually going to accelerate. He's just going to maintain his speed. The better deep play, deep ball players don't do that. They find the ball as they're working, and he his ability to kind of maintain whatever route he's running, maintain his speed, maintain body control when he looks for the football is impressive. And so, what that leads to is someone who can be a really good one-on-one uh, -on -one player on contested catches. 
And so you, he's got some traits that I like that allow him to overcome the fact he's not going to get a lot of separation in college, most likely. And so you look for those traits. Okay, he doesn't run fast. I mean, he self-reports a four, five, six. And if he's a, you know, so are we going to assume he's the first kid in the history of, of sports that gave an accurate forty time when on the highlight tape? He would be no, the first. Not. Yes, he would be. You the know, first. so he's a four, six guy. You know, probably a mid four, six guy I would like. You see that kind of right there, that play right there. This is what I'm talking about. You just he doesn't have the kind of acceleration you want in a top receiver. Okay, so when you watch this play right here, watch this burst out of that, right? And it, it just that, that's a that's slow, right? That's just not the kind of acceleration that you want. He's not really running away from that guy, uh, and he just doesn't have that burst. Now he's a long strider, and sure. a lot of times what you'll see from long striders is is they kind of grow. He's a real skinny kid. Yes. The hope is, here's the hope, and you're taking a shot here. The hope is, is that it gets older and he fills out the frame. Sure. You're going to see a little bit more of a burst. And he doesn't have to be a 4-4-2 guy because he's, he is long and he's got those skills. But the concern is this is not a guy that projects to be a deep ball guy at the next level. This is a possession type of receiver, a, a guy that's going to win the one-on-ones. But look at that clip right there, Vince. Look how long he is. Mm-hmm. He's like all legs. Watch yeah. him. This is a, this is a really good. I like looking at clips like this because you can really see a kid's frame when he's just but, walking around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he just you know, you just look how long he is. Like really long arms. Like his he's got like no upper body because it's right. like all legs, right? And so yeah, yeah. You, you, you see that frame, and those are things you work with, right? Like I can teach a guy routes. I can teach a guy you know how to release off the line. I can teach a guy to use his hands better in routes and and t- teach him some tricks at the top ends and those kind of things, but I can't teach a guy to be 6'3" with really long arms, right? right. That's just that's no just doubt. something God gave you. And so those are the things to work with, but my concerns from him as a prospect Vince are I don't see a real good burst. And as you see right there on that outcut right there, that's a really slow outcut, mm-hmm. right? Like just and you're talking about getting into the break and getting right. out of the break. And that acceleration, it's a, it's a, it's not a super choppy route, right? So that's the thing I do like. He does have some nimble feet. Uh, he's not a stiff kid. He's got flexible ankles. He's got relatively loose hips, and so I like that. the 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 efficiency of this route is good. He's one cut and he's working out. I like that. That's good. But it's slow. It's just not a real explosive type of route that I look for in a taller player. You know, so when I watch Tobias Merriweather, for example, example, very similar body type to what we see from uh, Amorian Walker. But what I see when I watch uh, when I watch um, Tobias Merriweather is I see a guy that has more burst, a guy that's got a little bit more explosiveness, a guy that's got a little bit more. Um, just a little bit more juice. Sure. And, and that's the kind of guy that I think Notre Dame should be targeting when they're looking at a guy. So uh, there are some things to like here. Uh, so, uh, Frank Anthony said he reminds me of Miles Boykin. Here's the issue, though. Miles Boykin showed more burst in high school. You, you know, yes, body type wise, but Miles Boykin showed more of a vertical speed. And there's this assumption well, he's going to get faster. Sure. But when you're getting faster from a slower baseline, right? You're, you're, you know, you're still not. I mean, he he's not the speed guy that Javon McKinley was coming out of high school. He's not that kind of impact player. And, and you know, Javon McKinley was a good player. And so, yes, he's long, but he's also skinny. He doesn't have that, you know, Miles Boykin was over 200 pounds when he showed up in Notre Dame. So there's just a different type of body from, from a Morian Walker. And it, again, he's a solid player. He's not a terrible player. You don't right. get offers from Notre Dame and Arkansas and Florida State. If you're a terrible player, sure. people have to understand that this is a question of, 
is this a guy that that you're going to be looking at and saying this is someone who is is going to take his game to the next level and so that's something that you just don't see and you know there's some things about his game that you look at and say you know he's still a young guy didn't play a whole lot as a junior and those types of things but you know, uh, Joe uh, Mikelski is saying, isn't that, you know, the, the talking about the clips we're looking at, isn't that from 2019? No, these are junior highlights. Here, I'm going to show you his own clip. We'll go back to it, okay? These are from, this is according to Amorian Walker, right? Junior highlights is what it says. Well, I guess I can't see it, but it says at the beginning on the label, it says junior highlights. And so these are his junior highlight films. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he he played in a couple of games. I think right. didn't play three. a ton and, as a as a junior. And, and you can tell by looking at this film, it's those three, two or three games. Like right. that's that's right. all. So, but uh, you know, again, I've seen only sophomore film of Tobias Merriweather because his state didn't play junior, and sure. I saw more explosiveness from him as a sophomore. So, right again, Joe, we're not saying this is a bad player. I'm not saying that at all. My concern, however, is that is this the kind of player that you need to take in March? That's the question. Sure. And this is he's the, the kind headline of, guy right now. This I mean, is the, the kind yeah. of prospect that you could get in October, November when you miss on your top players. The problem sure. when you take a player like this this early is you've now taken a spot away at receiver. And so if things go well for you and you are able to get in on some of those other top receivers, there's a lot of guys on the board that, in my view, in the view of apparently Clemson and, and Alabama and Ohio State and every other recruiting service that are much better than Amorian Walker. Uh, but what I do like about it is if you're going to take a chance on a player, what I like is that you take a chance on a player that comes from a really good area. And there's two reasons for that. Number one, he's going to be challenged more. He comes sure. from a really good seven-on-seven seven program. He comes from a, an area where he's going to play good talent in Louisiana. So competition Number is not two, the issue. Yeah. Correct. Number two, the thing I like about it is it, it, it's going to get noticed in that region. There are players on his seven-on-seven seven team that Notre Dame would like to have. If this sure. is the kind of guy um, you know that, that can add to that, then that's great. And you know, everybody keeps talking about his potential and upside. Tim Four, you know, uh, one of my guys, I, was, I don't see that. Like, I, I see a long guy, but what upside are we talking about? If 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 you're gonna say upside, then what he what that means is he's got to show me something. You believe there's something there that's not on film. That's different than we talked about Aiden Gabera, his junior sophomore film, where. You know, you could see the burst and the explosiveness. You say, you know, is he going to fill out his frame? Speaking of, if you haven't checked out the midweek musings this week, I have some highlights of Aiden Gabert's junior film because they just started their junior season. Wow, his game has gotten a lot better. Uh, so right. check that out. And so he, he's a four-star now for me. I mean, really talented player. Uh, but with Amorian, I just don't see that on film. I don't see the burst. I don't see the explosiveness. I don't see a guy that accelerates out of his cuts. But – I do see size. Sure. I do see length. I do see outstanding ball skills. Yep. That's where he graded out for me the best. So there are certainly tools to work with. So I don't want this to come across as this kid can't play. He's terrible. I'm not giving you that kind of reaction. There's some talent here. My only concern is, is this the kind of kid that a team that has been in the playoff two of the last three years and has a head coach who constantly complains about a lack of explosiveness at wide receiver is this the guy you should be taking in March? That's the question. So if you see upside, I see a long guy, I see tall, I see ball. That's great. But isn't that kind of what Notre Dame always gets? Yeah. 
when yes, are they going to start pushing for that next level player? And I just don't see that from Memorial. Now, could I be wrong? Absolutely. Uh, do I hope that I am wrong? Absolutely. Because one of the things I like about him is this is a kid that I believe from what he reported and what some other people have reported is that he's a very high academic kid. Yep. And, and you know, and, and so let's put this up right now. Cause Tim, Tim's my guy. He's, he's kind of, since I answered him, he responded to this. He said, I'll make the argument that he can fill out his frame. Uh, as you said that while I was typing and can become a 40, 50 guy catch a year. I don't see a super duper star, but I see a solid contributor. Right, I agree. Solid yeah, contributor. Absolutely I, I don't agree disagree with that. with that, but my thing is, and I absolutely <laughs> think he's going to fill out his frame. But filling out his frame doesn't mean he's going to go from a 4-6 to a 4-4-5 and become a difference maker. My whole point is what everybody keeps saying Notre Dame lacks is different make difference makers receiver, explosive players. And so my question is, why is Dell Alexander devoting so much time to Amorian Walker? And when my people talk to Caleb Brown, who's from Chicago and is an explosive dynamic, dynamic playmaker, he says, well, I rarely hear from that guy. That's my question. That's my concern. And so that, but that doesn't have anything to do with the Morian Walker. We'll talk about that another time. There's talent to work with, Tim. Don't disagree with that. And it, it, but this is just not a guy that moves the needle for you unless he can show something that we don't see yet. Sure. And, and that is the, that is the one thing that gives me pause from my criticism is the tall, skinny, long kids to me are usually the receivers that have the biggest room for growth. Okay. I, I mean, would you agree with that, Vince? Like from experience, like <clears throat> give me that real skinny, all legs kid who's eventually going to fill out, the thighs are going to fill out, the midsection sure. is going to fill out, the lower body. Because a lot of those really long kids, they 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 grow so quickly that their, their coordination, the they're ahead of their coordination, yes. Come until maybe a little bit older where maybe a 5'11 guy who's already kind of that chiseled sophomore sure. is going to be more close to what his ultimate product is going to be. No, I completely agree with you. And I think that there's, you know, you mentioned, you know, getting in and out of his break and, and getting off the line and some of those different things. There's things in there that you can coach to make you faster, you know, incrementally faster, mm -hmm. right? And, and to, to kind of take some of that off the top. Um, and, and I think that that's a possibility for mm -hmm. sure, you know. Yeah, but that's um, going from like four six five to four six three to sure. four six one to four five nine. You don't go from four six five to four four two. No, no, and I'm not saying that you do. Right. Believe me, I am not saying that at all. But he's got tools that you can work with, mm -hmm. and I and I think that that's a good thing. It and I, I'll kind of echo what you're saying. The, the, my my concern is that he feels more like a class filler outer. If, if, for lack sure. of a better term, then this is our number one guy that we want in the class at wide receiver. And, and I don't think that was the case. I mean, just because he's the first guy to commit doesn't mean he's their number one guy. Sure. Well, I, and I, I, right. I, what I meant was your first, your right. first commitment. Like I, that's not this commitment shouldn't really turn a whole lot of heads. I mean, I don't. Right. It, it's a, it's a, it's a wide receiver commitment. It's a right. skill player commitment. I get that. Right. Is it going to move the needle as far as the team rankings are concerned? Maybe a little just no, because it's yeah. the body, right. but not because it's somebody that people are really like, oh, wow, Notre Dame really yeah. picked up, you know. Now, now you know, let's kind of talk about <clears throat> sort of what's next, Vince. And, yes. and I think this is where some context is going to be needed with the Morin Walker. You have him in the class. We can, we can all agree to disagree on certain aspects of what he can be. I think this is something that I think we should all be able to agree on. If you're going to take a two- or a three-man receiver class, 
he needs to be definitely the floor of that class. Agreed. So let's just say Notre Dame is able to either get Caleb Caleb Brown or Caden Saunders, right? Who's the Penn State commit? Who Notre Dame is still trying to recruit right now? They're trailing both for both, and they're they're barely in in it for Caleb Brown right now. But let's just say they turn it around and they're able to focus all their receiver attention on Caleb Brown or Caden Saunders. They can get one of them. And then you can pull off an upset for a Tobias Merriweather or hopefully like a CJ Williams. And now all of a sudden you got those two top level guys. Now all of a sudden I feel really good about taking them to more. Absolutely. Yes. Because no because question. of the things that Tim and some other people have talked about, which is if you're going to take a chance on a guy that right now doesn't have great film, this is exactly the kind of guy you want to take a chance on because he he has the traits we talked about. You can't teach his ball skills. You can't teach his height. You can't teach his length. And he's a competitive kid. You, you go watch him play corner. He's not real strong, but he competes. Yeah, and he's and he's not afraid to stick his nose in right. there. And even though it's not real physical, you know, it, there's two types of physical, right? There's physical from an effort standpoint, which he has. And then there's physical from a strength standpoint, which he doesn't have. Uh, but I don't expect them to have, and I, I don't really care. I want to see the competitiveness. Yes, no the question. weight room strength will come. I can teach him to use his hands as a route runner. That some of that competitiveness stuff. you can't teach. Right. You, you either have it or you don't. Right. Now, and and that he it, has. That he you know. has. He's got some swagger to him. Right. Uh, so there's some things to like. So to really, to really evaluate and grade this commitment, we have to somewhat say, let's be patient and let's see how the rest, rest of this class. Yeah, fills I agree out. because I, I, as a, as a number three wide receiver in this group, I love it. Yeah. I, even, I even if he's it. a number two and you're only going to take two with a great number one, then, then yeah, I, I can live with that because yep. I do think there's a, a notion of, Look, with Jordan Johnson and Xavier Watts and Deion Colsey and, and Lorenzo Styles and Jay Brunel and Jaden Thomas, there's some good talent there. Yep, there. Yeah. You, you need to teach it. You need to coach it right, which, you know, I have concerns there with, with the current position coach. But let's just say it gets developed correctly. You don't need a Morian Walker to come in and play as a freshman. You don't need him to. Right. So it's okay to take a, a guy that you view as a project if you believe he has the high ceiling. My sure. only concern is I don't see that ceiling yet because I don't see the explosiveness. I think myself and everyone, whether you're a pro or maybe against this move, uh, is to say, let's see what he does as a senior. Because if we see a jump as a senior, then I'll start feeling better about it. And, and that's the thing is, so like when, when Aiden Gabera committed to Notre Dame, he was 6'6 on his sophomore film barely 200 pounds. There were some things we liked, but there were some things like, okay, let's see how he fills out. Well, now he's in as a, as a junior and you've seen a big jump sure. from his sophomore to junior film. You've seen a big jump from size. You've seen a big jump from strength. You've seen a big jump from even explosiveness, which he was already a pretty explosive kid. So you saw that jump. I didn't see that jump from sophomore to junior film from a Maureen Walker. Let's see if he can make that jump as a senior. Well, I was going to say that 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 was going to be kind of my next point. If you're on Notre Dame staff and you've offered this kid, but he, and he wants to commit, and you're just like, well, you know, we've offered you, we like you, we we're staying in contact with you. Let's see what happens senior year. You know, I mean, I feel like he needs more film and he needs to be in person with the coaches too, which of course they can't do mm -hmm. right now. Um, I, I just feel like this is an early commit for me. I, I want, I would right. like, I would have liked to see a little bit more as well. 
Right. And so, so Tim also has a follow-up and he says, uh, it, it is also that the higher tier receivers traditionally take longer with the process. This isn't a class changer, but it's a good base at the position with a low floor. Again, I don't think he has a low, uh, uh, I, I think he has a low floor and that's concerning to me, but here's the thing with that, Tim, this is not a year where you needed numbers. So right. there, there's no need to take a guy early to set the floor. Right. Honestly, if Notre Dame only took one receiver in this class and it was a top guy, I'm fine. Because you signed three guys last year, you signed three guys the year before, and you've signed forty-seven tight ends in the last two classes. <laughs> right. You know you, your your number three tight end played as many snaps as your numbers as your starting slot receiver last year, all, fifty snaps less. Right. So but, numbers wise, you're okay. It, this is the kind of kid that you could add in two months when yeah. you have a better feel of where your board is. So so I understand what you're saying, Tim, and you're not technically wrong, but again. Notre Dame doesn't need three receivers in this class. So there wasn't necessarily a need to set the bar, set the floor at this point. That that's my issue with it. Sure. But again, let's see how he fills out as a senior. And and because look, there have been times when Notre Dame has taken players that I'm like, yeah, I don't like it. And then you come out and you watch him play as a senior and you're like, okay, yeah, I like it. Right. Sure. He's still a young teenager. He's going to develop. Let's see how he develops before we write this off as a, a bad take. Or be a great take, right? And because we all need to see take. jumps. Yeah. It, well, just, I think I, I will. I will. I will say that I, the timing I, of it is bad. I, I, I just think this this is not the kind of kid you take on March tenth. Right. The timing. Yeah. That that's my only thing. I don't think he's a bad player. I I see some tools to work with. I just feel like I feel like this is sort of a, a we've seen them kind of fall and fade away with a lot of the top receivers on the board. They're not even recruiting Tedawara McMillan anymore. Uh, we rarely hear Notre Dame mentioned with C.J. Williams anymore. Caleb Brown has mentioned to, to people I've had interview him that he doesn't really hear from Dell Alexander much anymore. Tommy Reese still calls him. The Nylon Morissette from Georgia, who's a, a really good player, is it, basically had said to, to Brian Smith, um, who, who covers recruiting for SI All-American and helps us out with stuff, that he he hasn't he had a he did a phone call with Brian Kelly he did a phone he's was talking to Tommy Reese and then they turned his recruitment over to Dell Alexander and he's like I haven't heard from the guy in a long time, Gosh. so you you could say that this is a floor but like who are the top players that, that they're in on right now that's yeah. a concern and yeah. so um you know that needs to be a, corrected but that doesn't really have a whole lot to do with Amorian Walker so end of the day I see a nice player with some upside. But I just don't know if this is the necessarily the kind of guy that you look at at Notre Dame and say this guy's going to move the needle. When you've recruited Jordan Johnson and Xavier Watts and Deion sure. Colsey and Lorenzo Styles, is this guy really making your room better? We'll see. Let's see. Let's all wait and see what he does as a senior and see if he makes that kind of jump because um, that's going to be important. If he doesn't make a big jump as a senior, then that all of a sudden that jump isn't going to all of a sudden happen when he's a junior in college. It's it's just not. Um, but that's the risk you run, but that's what these coaches get paid to do. They get a, they get paid to evaluate players and put their and put their name on it. I mean, right. and that's the thing I do like about this is they had to know that there was going to be some pushback in the fan base from taking a, a kid who is ranked as the number 115 receiver in the country. They had to know there's going to be some pushback. So clearly, in their view, there's some conviction in this analysis. I have to think that. I don't think they take him on March 10th. Uh, knowing how it's going to be received. Because, look, they pay a lot. These coaches can say, oh, we don't pay attention to rankings and what people say. Yeah, they do. I know for a fact they do, that they pay attention to the things that we say. So they had to know that. So the fact that they still took him on March 10th tells me that in their view, 
they see a player that's going to make that jump. And so uh, I'm willing to give them that opportunity to prove themselves right. So we need to see what he does as a senior. I can only evaluate what we see now and what we can project now based on the talent that he has. Yeah. And, and that's where, that's where I'm at with him. And so um, uh, I, I think that, I think that that's kind of where, uh, where we are with this. So that's sort of my evaluation of, of a Morin Walker. Uh, when we look at what's next, like I said, they need to now shoot for the big, bo- the, 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 yes. the needle movers. You have right? to. Uh, then if they don't, if every receiver they take from this point on isn't a guy that you look at and say that's going to close the gap with those other top programs, then then you're not doing this whole recruiting thing right. Uh, and if they do that, then all of a sudden this this commitment looks a lot better because you have a a kid with with a good ceiling that's got some tools that you hope can grow into that. That is sort of your your uh, your risk. That's your risk pick in this class. Would you, which is like what Joe Wall was in the offensive line last year. Yeah. Sure. Joe Walt could end up never playing for Notre Dame, but I like that pickup because there's there's a ceiling there that if he taps into, you could say, "Boy, I got- we're driven by the search for better." But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's going to be really good. So if 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 Amorian can make a similar type of jump as a senior that I saw from Joe Alt, then then I'll start feeling good about it. So I'm, okay. I'm going to be open to it. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, some of his seven on seven work this spring and summer. Sure. I think that's sure. going to give us an idea if he's getting stronger, if he's in, you know showing some of that. Excuse me, that burst and that explosiveness. Uh, so so again, I never have. I will never ever take a junior in high school and say he is what he is. Right. Right. You know, th- th- we're always going to be open to allowing this evaluation to take place. But the fact is, is based on what we see now and based on what he's shown now, this is this is this is what we think of him. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go through here, Vince, and see if, um, yeah. uh, if, if there's any more questions here. If you guys have any questions that you'd like for us to address about this pickup or about receiver recruiting. I cycled, um, I cycled back all the way to the beginning, yeah. uh, Brian. Let's address that first you question. address that one? Yeah. Okay, cool. 
So Mark <clears throat> Krizmanich says, why do you believe Notre Dame settled for him this early in the recruiting cycle after the last two rece wide receiver recruiting classes have six great or solid players? Is it because they are so behind on big recruits? Um, I think that's part of it, Mark. I, I do think that's part of it. I think that they looked at it and said, boy, we, we got to do something. I think that's what they did with Steve Angeli. Uh, they had seen guys starting to commit and they felt they had to, they had, we had to get a guy, you know, and, and a guy that we like, but the reality is they did offer a Maureen Walker scholarship. So, uh, and it was a little bit ago, so they clearly see something that they like. So I, I think if we're being fair, we got to look at it and say, I don't, I wouldn't say they settled on him. I think that they, they rushed the timeline for him is sure. a bet is the way I would say it. Sure. And, and so I don't think set, settling is when you, I think to me, I think they would have settled if he was a lower, if he had a lower ceiling, I would say they settled. I, I think that it was a situation where they're fading with a lot of the top players. And the reality is, is that they're not doing anything about it because yeah. the person that's the reason that they're fading with all these top players is still employed and still the receivers coach. And there's been no, there's been no, repercussions from his his poor recruiting because i think brian kelly just looks at the end, end of the line and the bottom line and says oh good recruiting classes two years in a row without admitting the fact that that the offensive coordinator was the primary driver of most of those recruitments not the receivers coach well that guy's not here anymore right and and so if you think about it since chip long was fired notre dame's received a commitment from one receiver until this it was Jaden thomas Renzo Styles and Deion Colsey committed to Notre Dame when, when Chip Long was still here. So they haven't really added a lot of guys. Now he decommitted and committed back to the class. And I think Tommy Reese did a great job with that. And that was Tommy Reese overcoming sure. the job that the receivers coach wasn't doing. Right. Because he won't say it publicly because he's too classy. But we heard from multiple sources behind the scenes that after he committed, he just didn't have much contact with the receivers coach. And when Georgia is calling you every day and yeah. Tennessee and all these SEC schools are calling you every day and your receivers coach doesn't have time for you. Yeah. You know, maybe I should rethink this whole thing. And fortunately, Tom Reese was able to overcome that. But at some point in time, he's got to step up and say, Hey, this is, has to change and you got to do a better job. And, and um, we'll see if he does. So again, I, I don't want to use the word settle, but I, I think it was maybe a little bit rushed. Sure. But if you're going to take that. a chance on a guy on a project, this is the kind of project to take an early chance on. Any any other questions, or events? Uh, a comment by some, Matt. We got some other comments. Yeah, let's show yeah. some of the comments too. I want to throw this one up there. Uh, Matt says, "Dude's good. Uh, dude is has I assume has good feet and soft hands. Seems to make good cuts. Very intentional with his direction. Doesn't have to be sexy. Just has to get the job done." Mm -hmm. I, let me start with this one. Uh, I agree, Matt. If you're getting the job done, I don't care what it looks like. I get that. The problem is with recruiting at Notre Dame and with the with the product that is on the field with Notre Dame, we get a lot of let's just get the job done, but it's not getting the job done in the big games. And, there, right. there, there, and there's a million reasons why that is, but this is a class where I was really hoping that they were going to have game-changer type receivers right. because they didn't have to get receivers to fill the depth chart. Right. That wasn't where they needed to be right now. So this was an opportunity to go get those game-changing type wide receivers. And right now, Walker is not that guy. Right. And again, nothing against him. That is just a fact. And I, right. I'm i fine with the guys that just get the job done. That was me in high school, right? I was nothing flashy. I got the job done. She didn't so, go to Notre Dame. You didn't get offered no, a scholarship by Notre Dame. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, no, I didn't. Uh, would have been the easiest commitment of, of my life. Yeah. Um, but anyway, 
so that's my issue with this is that he he could be he could be very good. Um, he could be a guy that is your possession receiver. Once he fills out his frame, he could battle. You know, he could do all of those things, but he's not a game changer at the moment. Right. And that's what I was hoping yeah. for with this commitment. Yeah. The the phrase I like to use with with, with skill players now, Vince, is 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 this a needle mover? Or is this yes. a guy that closes the gap? And and right now, I think their last two skill players don't really do that. That's just that's my only concern. Fair. Now, if they can start adding those guys and then Amorian becomes a complimentary piece, then we can have a different conversation. And we'll have that. So as the class fills out. We'll continue to put this one into to bigger context. We've got one from Jack Sullivan here, Vince. Yep, I was just going to pull those that lines. One. Yep. Uh, my biggest issue is wide, rec- is wide receivers the deepest position year after year, and it really is. If you just look at the numbers, there's like, always a ton of receivers ranked in the well, top 50. And, and based on the fact that all high school offenses are pretty much going to a spread, right. that, that there's just right. more right. more stock out right. there. And the top 40 guys are studs of the position, and Notre Dame is struggling to get interest with top 40 talent in 2022. Yeah, it's a concern. That's it's a, a legitimate concern. concern, and that's why we got to see: does this class fill out with similar players like him, or does this class start to start to have playmakers? And look, and it's not about star rankings because there's a kid named Bradshaw from the state of Virginia that's a, cons- a consensus three-star recruit. That if you watch his film, you're going to like, yeah, this this he's Ahmad Bradshaw's son. By the way, I think it's uh, I have to look up his name. I, I think I don't know, I'll butcher it, but um, you know, and you know, I love Virginia guys. But you watch his film, you're saying there's some speed, there's some burst, there's some playmaking there. Uh, three star be darned this kid can flat out play and and so it's not about you got to sign a number 50 player in the country there's been guys that have been ranked in the top 100 at receiver in the past where i'm like yeah, that guy can't play you know that guy's a great dominant high school player because he's 6'2 220 he's a fully grown man but he's a 4'6 and he's not going to get any better when he gets to college sure and and so i'm okay not taking those guys so it's not really about recruiting rankings for me it's what does the film say and what does the ceiling say and that's right. kind of where we are with with Amorian is is that's kind of what we see. Let me let me throw one up here from uh, Michael uh, Brian. It says he's cautiously optimistic. I see someone that can be developed physically, could be coached up, and that he could also play defense. His recent injury also slowed his progress. Is he a diamond in the rough? Notre Dame thinks so. Yeah, and I and I hope he is. I hope that there is another level for him. I hope there is some burst there. I I, I don't. I, I think the injury thing I don't necessarily take as much because I've seen some spring seven on seven film. And I don't see that burst still isn't there. So, you know, I, I don't see that big potential jump in speed that, that some others see. I hope I do, though. I hope that it does happen because uh, if if you got Mike, if you're right, for example, and, and Tim, if Tim's right and some of the other people that have, have mentioned that they see potential, if you guys are right and I, and I hope you are, then if you can add like, let's say he does have that because let's be honest, every now and then a kid sees a massive jump in 40 time. Yeah. I was at the opening, I think it was like three years ago and I was covered. Actually, it was longer than that. Goodness gracious. And Robert Hainsey was there. So, it's, Oh my goodness. Uh, but oh. they were, they were rattling off 40 times of past opening guys. Okay. And they, and, and like, you know, guys in the NFL now, and they talked about, they rattled off Will Fuller. And I think at the time they said something like four, five, four, something Whoa. like that. Is he running backwards? Will Fuller, no, Will Fuller has admitted I was never this fast in high school. I mean, wow. I liked Will Fuller coming out of high school, and everybody's like, oh, the recruiting services missed on him. No, they didn't because he wasn't a 4-3-2 in high school. Yeah. He was a really good football player that that saw a big two-tenths of a second jump in high school that's in a, college. That's a lot. That happens. It's rare. 
Yes. It's incredibly rare. Usually a guy who's a four six five could end up being a four five five. He's not going to be a four four five. Right. And so if Amorian is one of those rare guys and you can combine a low a low four five with a or a high four four with six three long arms, great ball skills track, then yes, that jump could there, but it's it's as an evaluator, as a as an analyst, you have to understand that that's rare. Yeah. And if he does make that big of a jump, it's rare. And I can't I can't honestly look you all in the face and and say yes it's going to happen because that would simply just be me giving you spin to make you happy. Yeah. And to make you come to my website and to make you think that this is wonderful and and convince you that all these kids aside with Notre Dame that are three-star kids and don't have legitimate committable offers from the big programs really are great players. And then when Notre Dame goes and loses to Clemson again and loses to Alabama again, you're like, what the heck happened? I thought all these guys were great players. I'm not going to do that to you. I hope I'm wrong. I always hope yeah. I'm wrong when I don't think a kid can play. But the fact is, is I don't see it, and I can't in good faith look at you and say, don't worry, he's going to see a two-tenths of a second jump when he gets to college. Because that just rarely happens. The sure. only place you see that happen with is actually linemen. Because right. those big – Chubby kids in high school, they don't know how to run 40 times. and right. you know, so, But it's more of a – you just don't see that with skill players a whole lot. You, sure. you, you just don't. And so if it happens to Maureen Walker with the tools about him that we like, then that's that's a really good thing. It, it, I don't know that you – I don't believe you addressed it. in the the One of the parts of that last question were, you know, could he play defense? And, it was, and David also had on here, is he a potential safety? Um, you know, we saw him play corner on the film. We know he doesn't mind sticking his nose in there. Yeah. He's not a him? defensive player at Notre Dame. No, that's what I wanted to hear. Okay, no, there's really no more com- neat conversation needs to be had. He just okay. He's that, not a defensive player at Notre Dame again, absolutely. unless we see some miraculous jump in athleticism. Uh, Dylan and we kind of we kind of hit this a little bit. Uh, he wants to know if this is our floor for the receiver class. Would you consider this still a good class? It's hard to say that because he could be the floor and the two guys ahead of him could just be barely ahead of yeah, him. Yeah, right. Right? Sure. And in that case, no. I Again, it's it's before we write this off as a mistake or a bad – You know, I, I, to me, I said bad take earlier. I think that was a bit too extreme of a criticism. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, for me, it's a timing thing. So t- to your question, Dylan, I just need to see what else they add. And, and if they end up with Caden Saunders and a C.J. Williams or an Andre Green Jr. or some of those players, then I'll feel a little better about this. Sure, sure. And if they upgrade at tight end as well, and they go out and get a Dallin Hayden or a Nicholas Singleton or a, or a Gavin Sawchuck at running back, then I'm going to look at this differently. And so it's not just about the floor at receiver. It's is he the floor at the, of the class on the offensive side of the ball? That's sure. going to be my question mark. So – I'm holding out ultimate, like finalized conclusions about him until we see how the class fills out, until we see senior year. I think that's sure. only fair. Uh, to sit there and do anything other than that would simply be looking to be critical just to sake of saying, hey, that's the lane we're picking. We're going to always criticize Notre Dame, so let's just be critical and say this kid's never going to play. Right. Uh, and, and that's not who we are. Right. You know, We're going to praise when there needs to be sure. praise. And we're going to be critical and we need to be criticized. And we're going to be honest when we don't think a kid is a is a player that's going to move the needle. But juniors sure. in high school are far, far from finished products. And so right. we're going to see what kind of 
progress that Amorian makes over here over the next year. Xavion, D- Dylan Bennett said Xavion. Yes, that is Xavion Bradshaw is who I'm talking about. Ah, yes. And if you Very have good. not watched him, watch him. And he is a three-star recruit, but if you pretend you don't care about that, and I don't, you're going to like his film. <laughs> he can play. That was a very Blake Shelton of you, by and the way. And he's from Virginia. Pointing at yourself. Anyway, sorry. Let's be honest. He's from Virginia. I know you're biased, and Tommy called you out on it, by the way. that you're. And, and Tommy's just mad because I didn't answer all of his questions in the last <laughs> mailbag. He's still bitter about that. I know, but it's all you, good, like Tommy. I still love you, man. I, I, uh, I want to throw – I want to <laughs> – excuse me. I want to throw some love out to – finish up on Dylan's question, though. Oh, real go quick, ahead. Is Vince, is if they can add a player like that and then some, some higher-ceiling guys, sure. then I'll feel a lot better about this. But I really can't honestly answer that question until we actually see specifically – who the next players are in this class. I want to throw some love out there to Mark. We answered his question earlier and uh, he's a, he's a new subscriber and, uh, and so new he some love. So I want to throw him some love. Yeah. So thanks Mark. We really appreciate it. Um, Tommy, I'll, I'll, I'm going to throw a Tommy question up for you. Was he one of your expected next commits, Brian? Mm-hmm. No, he was not. Okay. He's not. I didn't think you know, so. I, I had I had heard some rumblings that that, that 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 he might commit to Notre Dame, but I was kind of thinking like I'm hoping that that's just more of him wanting to commit to Notre Dame sure. as opposed to whether or not he's actually going to commit to Notre Dame. Apparently, I was wrong. But no, I was not expecting <laughs> this commitment. I you know normally when a kid commits, I've got a commit story and a class impact story all without without in like two minutes, and it's yeah. not because I'm an incredibly fast typer. <laughs> uh, it's because we know it's coming. You know, right. I've got about I got I think three or four commit stories written up right now and class impacts written up right now. This was not one of them. Yeah. Uh, and, and so uh, was not expecting this one. So being honest, no, I was not expecting. Ex- yes, Tommy, I am Virginia biased because that is where all the ballers are from. <laughs> now, there, there's a lot of questions about Dell Alexander, and I think you want to get to that in another podcast. Am I yeah, we're, we're, we'll address that. And, and, yeah. and I also want to give coach Alexander an opportunity here as we get into the spring evaluation period to kind of, to kind of amp it up. Cause because I actually like Coach Alexander. I think he's a good guy. Uh, I think he came to Notre Dame with a very strong reputation as a coach and a recruiter. I, I don't know why he hasn't been been performing to the level I think he's capable of. I've heard some rumblings from some sources that you know he's kind of looked in the mirror a little bit and realizes as a coach that he needs to make some adjustments, and hopefully that happens. Okay. Uh, so I, I do want to give him the benefit of the doubt and not just crush him sure. uh, like I have some past assistant coaches because because I think he's – you know, again, I always put value on character, and I do think Coach Alexander is a guy that that deserves that benefit of the doubt. So I'm going to hold off on on uh, on blasting him a little bit too much, but but he's got to get better, and and he's capable of getting better because he earned the reputation that he showed up at Notre Dame with, and he just hasn't been that guy. Sure. Um, real quick comment from Jason uh, here a yep. little bit. He's more of the same at wide receiver, just another guy. That's the truth. Don't close the gap to Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, Georgia, LSU at the skill positions. And and Jason, that's my concern. That's our issue. 100%. That's my concern. It, and, thank and, you for putting it concise. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, how we feel. Yeah. Um, and so that's the thing is, is you know, when you're watching here, – here's the thing. Here's what boils down to for me, Vince, and we'll kind of wrap up with this because I think um, David Knight called you Vincenzo. That's awesome. I'm just going to start <laughs> calling you Vincenzo from now on. <laughs> we wouldn't be the first. Um, I love it. So here's my thing is is what we what we what we've come to be conditioned to hearing from Notre Dame coaches over the years as well. We can't compete with the top players in the country because they don't like to go to class. They don't have good grades. They're from regions that are harder for us to recruit, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And and then you get these new coaches that get hired. And it happened with Chip Long. It happened with Mike Elko. It's happening now with Mike Mickens and Marcus Freeman, where 
well, how come these guys that are just here, have they not figured out yet that you're not supposed to go after top players and land top players? Right. You know what I mean? Like Notre Dame is right now can, being listed with with some corners and linebackers that a year ago I'd have said there's no chance Notre Dame's going to get that guy. And, and they're not only are they in good position, they're leading with some of these guys. Now they got to close and finish. But, you know, when Mike Mickens is able to do in year one what he was able to do, beating out Clemson and Florida and Florida State for guys – and then I got to watch a guy that's been here for five years do what he's been doing. It's like, well, what, what's the issue here? Yeah, we were, you know, we and, were told that it's almost impossible to get great corners at Notre Dame, too. I mean, we, we were that's the information we were being fed right. for a long well, time. And it was the end. Remember that? It was well, end, you can't yes. get top DNs. Well, yes. let's forget the fact they got three five star ends in one class in 2011. Right. Yeah. You know, but Mike El- Elston's going out and showed, hey, look, first of all, the best players in the country aren't always top 100 recruits according to rivals and 247 sports, right? Uh, Mike Elston's evaluation of Aiden Gabera, for example, was one where you're like, okay, let's see how he fills out. There's some tools to work with. Well, already as a junior, he's showing like, yep, there he goes again. Elston nailing it again. Isaiah Foskey was not a top 200 recruit, but you and I knew when he signed that this guy's got a chance to be good. Sure. So it's about finding those ceilings. And so I don't care about recruiting rankings and I'm not down on Amorian Walker because he's ranked low. I could care less. Uh, I, I rated Jay Brunel as a four-star recruit and he was ranked, I think just as low as as this guy was. Xavier Watts was not ranked very high, and I I think he can be a difference maker. So That's I'm going off the blow. film. Yeah. That's what it, it, I'm going off the film. I'm going off the upside. Uh, Michael Scheller asked, "How do I feel about Addison Copeland? Similar guy. I think you can't take both of them. You, Addison Copeland's a receiver from New New York. To me, you can't. To me, all guys like this kid, like Amorian, need to be off the board at this point in time. You're now shooting for the big fish. Have You're to." Not, if it's not a Caleb Brown, a, a, a Caden Saunders, a C.J. Williams, a Tobias Merriweather type of prospect, even again, I don't care about rankings because Xavion Bradshaw would be on that list. Then, um, you know, uh, you know, hey, Chris Dunn asked a last question here. Says, uh, do you guys agree that the defensive staff is kicking the <laughs> offensive staff? You know what's on the recruiting trail and that this is a continuing trend? Yeah, I would agree. Yes, with that. 100%. I would agree with that. But again. What the defensive staff has done a great job of over the years is landing lower-ranked players and with big frames develop. that eventually grow into become stud players. Right. Develop. That's exactly what a Zamorian Walker is. So let's just let's not look for confirmation bias when Notre Dame's offensive staff doesn't get a top recruit. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt and let's see how this kid develops. I'm going to give you my criticisms of Amorian as a player now. I think we all need to sit back and say, let's let him develop. Let's see what he does in the seven-on-seven circuit. Let's see what he does as a senior, and let's see if he can right. grow into that frame and become a good player because there are some tools to work with. It's We've expressed our concerns. Now let's see how he develops. And and let's hope that it happens because this is a kid in Louisiana that if you can start getting more and more – you got Jerry Tillery, you got Michael Young, you got Lawrence Keyes, you got Logan Diggs, you, now you got a Maureen Walker, well – not all those guys have panned out. If if Logan Diggs, if Amorian Walker can pan out, then that's huge for Notre Dame because Louisiana is one of the most underrated oh, states yeah. in the country. Yes. It is a loaded state. There's simply too many players for LSU to take everybody. Right. Which is how Clemson dipped in there and got Travis Etienne because they were late getting on Travis. LSU was late getting on Travis Etienne like they were late getting on Logan Diggs. Travis Etienne goes to Clemson and becomes a, a star. Maybe that's what this young man will become. And, and I think that Louisiana is a state that if Notre Dame can have some success there, 
that's going to be big. And I like that they're dipping their toe into that state. And if he pans out, so I think it's in, I think it's in our best interest as, as Notre Dame analysts and as Notre Dame fans and to say that we hope that we're wrong on this kid because if sure. a kid from Louisiana comes and shows up and balls out, that's huge for that's that going to open doors yeah. for not just Louisiana, but Mississippi sure. and, and you know, others like those South, South, Southeastern States and Notre Dame doesn't do well for. So uh, this is definitely one that I would love to be wrong about. Uh, in this case, one last thing, Brian, mm -hmm. um, we, we had one last question. I want to get this in there because we talked about what's next at receiver. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't even know if I should try this. The mill, no, the mini dude, 89. What quote unquote big receivers are we Notre Dame in on and have a shot at? Well, right. you know, I, I don't know if there's any that, that, well, okay. So if I, brought I know that's, two, that's a two-sided question. No, in it, on and have a shot well, yeah, at. You, you added a little bit to that one a little I bit. I, I, as far as having a shot at, I don't know who they really have a shot at. I know they're in on Tobias Merriweather. We had an interview uh, with him, or I did an analysis of him. We're trying to work on getting an interview with him. He says good things about Notre Dame. He's 6'4", 185. I love his film. Uh, to me, he's not ranked super high. Uh, he's kind of like a top 150 to 200 kind of guy. I see a top 100 kind of guy with five-star upside. Um, to me, he's a definite top 100 player with five-star upside. So uh, he's one. C.J. Williams is a, is a bigger receiver. Not tall. He's like 6'1", 6'2", but real physical and, and, a, and a really good player. Uh, he's on the board for Notre Dame. He's one of those bigger guys that they're looking at. They're not really in on McMillan anymore. Andre Green from Virginia. If you haven't watched him, watch him. He's a player that they're recruiting. Uh, there's some interest there. He's another bigger 6'3 player uh, that they're in on. So there's certainly some guys still on the board uh, that to me would be really good additions to this class. And then you look at the slot players we've talked about, guys like Caleb Saunders, Tyler Morris, Caden Saunders. So there's some there's some talent on the board. They just now have to close. And if they can close well in those other two spots, then I start feeling a whole lot better about this pickup. Yeah. Because you can then, hey, you know what? We're taking a flyer on a kid that we think can pan out. If he doesn't, we're okay because we got the six kids in the past and we got, you know, Caleb Saunders and we got, sure. you know, Xavion Bradshaw or we got Andre Green Jr. or whatever else, then you start feeling a little bit better about taking the shot on a kid like this. Because when you do sign the classes they had before, it also gives you the benefit of we can maybe take a chance on a kid that maybe we wouldn't have in another year. Sure. Maybe that's where the Notre Dame staff is coming from with this Amorian Walker pickup that, hey, because we've done so well there, because we've, because we've done so well at tight end, let, we're taking a flyer here because we're not sure if this kid can pan out. Then that's okay. Yeah, but I agree. you can't take two of him in this class. Sure. And that's why I say a guy like Addison Copeland, he can't be on the board anymore if you're Notre Dame. You need to sell. Now we're looking for guys with the really high ceilings, but also higher floors. And I think you've kind of got your big guy in the class. Sure. Um, you know, so if you're going to take another bigger player, he needs to be really good. Yep. Because I do, you know, I, I just, you, you need to get higher level players. It's, it's simple as that. We'll, yep. we'll just leave it at that. You need to get you need to get higher level players. Absolutely. Um, and and we'll we'll have an article tomorrow. Mike Askell asked about kind of what's next. I'll have an article tomorrow at IrishBreakdown.com where I'll kind of talk about what's next and I'll dive into specific players and where things stand and who I think Notre Dame needs to get. So take a take a make sure you take a peek at that. That'll be out today's Wednesday. So if you're listening on this on the day we recorded, it, it'll come out Thursday morning. Uh, so make sure you got your eyes out on that and and I'll talk about like okay. To feel good about this receiver class, for it to be a needle-moving class, 
Because Amarin Walker can be part of a needle-moving class, even if he Absolutely. isn't necessarily a needle-mover by himself. Yes. Who would those players be? And so we'll have that at OurSpreakdown.com. Awesome. Well, thanks for jumping on with us on uh, our special live edition as uh, Amorian Walker commits to Notre Dame. If you're watching on uh, on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button, which you probably already have, but do it again. Why not? And hit that notification button so you know when we come at you with these hey Vince, lives. if you hit the subscribe button again, it unsubscribe you? Yeah. Oh, see. So you're going to need to hit it twice. So unsubscribe <sighs> and then resubscribe again in order so Vince doesn't look bad. And then well, I have to get mad at him. That's so. fair. Thank you. Keep me out of the doghouse. I got, I got enough of that going on at home. Um, <laughs> so, and then, yeah, uh, if you're listening to us on the podcast version, make sure you subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, check out irishbreakdown.com as it scrolls along the bottom. Because as Brian said, there will be all kinds of good stuff out there. And then what's coming next at the wide receiver position. So for Brian Driscoll, the publisher, I'm Vince D'Addario. I'm the football analyst. We will talk to you next time on the Irish Breakdown Podcast. <laughs>